You can all be seated this morning. We're going to go ahead and get started with our service this morning. Thank you, praise and worship team, for the marvelous job that you guys do week after week to bring us into the presence of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you. Everybody doing good this morning? Hallelujah. Had a good 4th of July? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We uh, were up till the wee hours last night with our neighbors having a great time out there. Hallelujah. The dog was going a little crazy, and we had uh, just lots of flashes and bangs and all kinds of th stuff going on out there. And then we got up this morning, and the entire street was covered in little pieces of paper. Praise the Lord. I'm sure they'll be out there this morning picking all those little pieces of paper up. Hallelujah. Y'all having a good Fourth of July weekend, though? All right. Well, Pastor Barb's not here this morning. I'm here, though, and praise the Lord. I've got a, what I believe is a really timely word uh, for all of us. And those of you who are here in the first service really have a deeper understanding of where I'm going to go this morning. And I'm going to probably go in places that most people would choose not to go. But I'm going to talk about freedom. I'm going to talk about liberty this morning. And I'm going to talk it talk about it from the foundation of our country and also as it relates to the Word of God. Hallelujah. Do you have a question, Linda? <laughs> She's just enjoying the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. So I want to read something here. Uh, so the De Declaration of Independence was written by Thomas Jefferson in 1776 when 13 British colonies claimed their independence from England. This event led to the formation of what we now know as the United States of America. The colonies were then united, free, hallelujah, we're going to talk about that, and independent states. John Adams was quoted in saying this at that time, and I want you to hear this because a lot of times we're thinking of the United States as what we know it to be right now, but I want to go back to the beginning. Everybody say the beginning. Because there was the presence of God in the beginning of our country. That's all getting, trying to get erased right now. And they're taking paintings down and statues down and all kinds of things. You know, taking prayer out of church or out of schools, rather, not out of church, praise the Lord. I, I'll, I'll be the first one there at that line going, you've crossed the line. <laughs> not a line, the line. But we were founded on Christian Principles. Now, I'm going to read this, this statement by John Adams. He was one of the three that actually signed uh, the Declaration of, of Independence. It says, the second day of July, 1776. So it was written on the 2nd of July, but it was enforced on the 4th, okay? So the second day of July, 1776, will be the most memorable epoch in the history of America. Now, America is not America yet, is it? No. He is declaring by faith what this is going to be. He says, I am apt to believe that it will be celebrated, celebrated or celebrated by succeeding generations as the great anniversary festival. It ought to be commemorated as the day of deliverance by solemn acts of devotion to God Almighty. It ought to be uh, solemnized with pomp and parade and with shows and games and sports and guns and bells and bonfires and illuminations from one end of this continent to the other from this time forward and forevermore. 
you've got to realize that everything that was written in that document was because of the solemnness of God, their belief in God. So I'm going to go somewhere with this this morning if you give me a chance. Because listen, I understand out there in the world, there are some major injustices going on that have nothing to do with what he, I just quoted what he read. But what I also know is, is that the liberty that was established on that day wasn't the liberty of John Adams. It wasn't the liberty of some politician. It was the liberty of God that he was declaring. This country is one of the greatest countries ever to be known in the history of mankind. Not because we're smart, not because we're so good at what we do, not because of, 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 of this or that or the other. It's because of the solemn devotion to God that that document was written about. And if we're not careful, we'll allow ourselves to slip down a slippery slope and we'll be thinking of getting freedom in, in our society more than receiving the freedom of Jesus Christ, which is already established, which is what John Adams was writing about. You see, there's no amount of freedom that we can have or no amount of freedom that we can receive without the finished work of Jesus Christ. That is not freedom. That is just some good thing to do. I'm not talking about good things. I'm talking about God things. And I'm talking about walking in the finished work of who I am in Jesus Christ. What I also understand is, is that my skin is white, my eyes are blue, and my hair is brown. And some of you may be thinking to yourselves, who is he to stand up and talk about this? I am the one who has received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. That is where my liberty is coming from. And again, I'm not talking about a different form of liberty this morning. I'm talking about the liberty that only God can give. And therefore, I do have the right to stand up here and talk about the liberty that we should all be entrusted to each other, all be promoting to each other, and if we would do that, I'm telling you, the problems of this world would become very, very simple, very, very minimized, and we would all have an understanding that, you know what, without Christ, I am not free. I don't care what the color of my skin is. I don't care how much money I have in my bank. I don't care what my education is. I don't care about any of those things. Without Christ, it is all a waste of time. It's all a waste of effort. And if I'm not learning how to walk in the kingdom of God in this life, which is all about liberty, which is all about freedom, and I'm going to read many scriptures about that this morning, if I'm not walking in that, am I really walking in freedom at all? I don't need anyone's permission. You don't need anyone's permission to be free. He whom the Son sets free is free indeed. I'm talking about a different form of liberty a different form of peace, and one in which I believe the Declaration of Independence was written for. Many of you have expectations. I have expectations of others. You have expectations of others. What we have to really realize is, is that if I have an expectation of you or you have an expectation of me, we have to assume those expectations are wrong or invalid because it's your expectation, not mine. It's my expectation, not yours. And if we're waiting to walk in the liberty and who we are in Jesus Christ, and I mean in every area of our lives, based on someone's opinion about you, I'm telling you this morning that there's a better way. There's a better way. If I don't believe in who I am in Jesus Christ, I can't expect anyone else to believe it. 
If I'm not liberated by the power of God, how can I liberate others? I talked about this this morning. You could, you could have a key to a lock and you could, you could get yourself out of a, a, some form of bondage. But praise the Lord, once you're out, guess what you still have? You still have the key. And that's what I'm talking about this morning. You still possess, not a key, the key. And so as you begin to walk around, you may see people who are stuck in bondage, stuck in their, in their situation, stuck in, in something, something missing, something broken in their life. But guess what? You've got the key. You have the key. You have the key. And I want to talk about that key this morning. 2 Corinthians 3, 16 through 18. It says, but whenever someone turns to the Lord, hallelujah, the veil is taken away. For the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. You are the reflection of the glory of the Lord. And it says, and the Lord who is the Spirit makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. Not mine, not, not this society, not that society, not those images. No, the image of God. And that I can become more and more like Him. You can become more and more like Him. But it's going to have to come with a mentality or a mindset that says, you know what? I, greater is He that's in me than the devil that's out there. Greater is He than anybody who's going to come against me and try to take something from me. No, no man can take anything that God will give to you and that you'll freely receive. And it's all walk by faith. Does that mean we shouldn't protest? Does that mean we shouldn't speak out? Does that mean, no, none of all those things. We should do everything we know to do and then stand therefore and know that the freedom and the liberties of God is what I'm after. I'm not after some temporary quick fix. I don't need a Band-Aid when I got a great big gash, you know, across my chest like this. No, I need healing in my life. They need healing in their life. They need liberty that I can't give in and of myself, but because of Christ, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If I'm walking in the liberty or the strength of who I am in Jesus Christ, not in who people tell me I am, not who I tell myself I am, but praise God who God says that I am. God is the final authority in our lives. And if we'll learn to walk in that liberty and in that freedom, I'm telling you there's no power on earth that can stop it. But if you're going to try to do it on your own, if you're going to try to do it with your own effort, I'm telling you you're on your own. You're on your own. And there's a kingdom life that you can live. There's many benefits here. There's nothing missing and nothing broken in this life that I'm talking about. It's complete freedom, not just freedom from this or that, but I'm talking about complete liberty to be who I am in Jesus Christ. God has a plan for every single person individually, and that individuality comes into a corporate setting, and it has magnificent, dunamis, awesome power. But if we're not careful, we're going to get into a dynamic that I'm going to discuss right now. Many of us in our lives have accepted things for the way they are. 
They just say, you just say, it's, it's a failure. This is the way it is. There's nothing that can stop me or change this situation. It is what it is. I have to accept it. I have to know that, you know what, this is the way life is. And that, you know what, no matter what I do, it's just never going to get any better. And many of us accept that into our lives. And I would say all of us do. Different stages of our lives where we just accept things for what they are rather than really moving ahead and saying, you know what, if I can identify something then in my life that is missing or broken, then I'm empowered to do something about it. I'm empowered. And you know what, I understand in my own life that my own efforts, my own ideas are nothing. They are, they are useless. But you know what, when I can do what I do with the mindset that I'm walking in the kingdom, that I'm, I'm not operating in and of myself, but the power of God is an operation, I'm walking in the liberty of that, and I'm walking in it in a, such a way that it's no longer me who's living. You, no, matter, no longer me who's in this failure. It's not me. I am not a failure. You are not a failure. There is nothing missing or broken in this kingdom dynamic that I'm talking about this morning. But if you're not careful, you'll live in this unconscious failure. It's just, hey, case, uh, case hurrah, Come be, let be. You know, just whatever's going to come, I'll just accept it, and I'll just do my best, and that'll just be enough. I'm here to tell you this morning, do not let anybody take away the liberty that Christ has given to you. I don't care what they are, who they are, what kind of power they have. I'm telling you, God in his supreme power is in operation in your life the moment you can say by faith, I am. I am not a failure. Everybody say, I am not a failure. Because the moment you can realize what that thing is, you can really begin to say, you know what? I can see something that's missing or broken in my life. I can see how it's not only affecting me, but it's affecting others. And in that moment, if you're walking in the kingdom, you can really go from an unconscious concept of not understanding into understanding something that's missing or broken in my life. And the moment you can do that is the moment that you can empower what I believe is the greatest gift that's ever given to mankind, and that is the power of free will to choose something else. Choose something else. And when I say choose something else, I don't mean your own ideas. I mean take that problem to prayer. I mean pick up your Bible, get on Google, whatever you got to do, and Google how do I get rid of this problem in my life, how do I deal with this problem in my life, and then begin to do it. And this is where the rubber meets the road. I'm telling you, this is where your mind is going to throw a fit because you've already decided. You've already decided that this is the way things are. Let go of every decision you've ever made. Let go of those things. Begin to choose something else, something that would line up with the Word of God. This is alive. This will change things. This is what the world is crying out for. But if we're not careful, we'll just get stuck in a conscious failure. You'll get condemned. You'll, miss, you'll, you'll misread God where he's trying to convict you, trying to help you, trying to bring something to your awareness, and you'll just get stuck in this conscious failure over and over and over and over again, and nothing seems to change, and you're not good enough, and you're never going to be good enough, and things are never going to change. This is not, the, that is not the kingdom. The kingdom would be, I became consciously aware of something that's not working, and I've driven myself to the word of God and to prayer, and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get this eradicated from my life. I don't need anybody to give me permission to, get, to receive something God has already freely given to me. I don't have to. 
I don't have to wait for anybody anymore. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am the, I mean, a, a transformed person. Behold, everything's new in my life. I don't have to accept the labels. I don't have to accept the circumstances. I don't have to accept any of this stuff. I, my job here on this planet is to accept what the Word of God says, and it will liberate me once and for all. I promise you this much. If you get liberated by the power of God, you'll never thirst in that area of your life again. And you will possess such a key that you'll be able to go and unlock doors that I could never unlock. But you could. But if you're not careful, you'll get stuck here. You'll get stuck. And you know what? In this conscious success mode that you'll get into, it's all works, right? It's all works. But praise the Lord, those works are going to turn into something great. Because your faith is not just in what you're doing, even though it's good, even though you're trying to overcome in your life through the power of the Word of God and the power of prayer and the power of faith and operating in those things, your flesh and your mind is going to throw such a fit, it's not going to know the beginning from the end. But you know what? If you'll put your hope, if you'll put your trust in God and in the freedom and the liberties that He's already given to you, you're going to go from this conscious, you know, doing, doing, failing, going back and forth, and all of a sudden it's going to move right over into a subconscious success. You won't even know you're operating in it. It's just an operation in your life. You couldn't go back, I mean, to save your life to that old way of thinking anymore. That old man is dead. That old woman is dead. Praise the Lord, I'm alive in Christ. It's like driving a, learn how to drive a car. Remember the first time? Were you a real good driver? No, you're using your conscious mind to learn how to drive. When you were a little baby, did you care to drive? Did you think you needed to drive when you were a baby? No. You weren't even aware that you were failing at driving. You just thought you'd always have mom and dad to drive you everywhere you needed to go. But one day you realized. One day you realized that, you know what? I'm consciously failing right now. I could learn how to drive myself. Right? And all of a sudden you're like, well, I'm going to go get my permit. Praise the Lord. And you're going to start doing the little things that need to be done to get to conscious success. But remember when you were driving? Remember how you were pushing and, I mean, you didn't know whether to brake or drive, you know, turn or, I mean, you're, auto, you're correcting like this going down the road. You, oh, do I turn the blinker on now or should I wait another 10 seconds? You're thinking your whole way through it. Is that a good way to drive? It's a horrible way to drive. It's a horrible way to live your life in Christ as well. It's horrible. You're a miserable failure. Oh, I didn't turn the blinker on. Oh, my goodness, you know, and I got to go back to, you know, step one again. And you're just going back and forth. You're on a merry-go-round you don't even know you're on. But yet the Word of God is truth. The Word of God will liberate you from all that stuff. And believe it or not, all that conscious thinking about the Word is going to renew your mind over time. And all of a sudden you're going to start to operate. How many people were thinking about every little thing you were doing driving to, to church this morning? Driving to the grocery store, those who you are out there. Were you thinking of every little thing you did? Or were you driving a 2,500-pound vehicle, 60 miles an hour, breaking the law the whole way here, not even knowing it, going through amber lights, praise the Lord. Still got to church 20 minutes early, but praise the Lord, we made the best time we ever made. You weren't thinking about how you were driving on the way here. You didn't even think twice about it. 
You just drove the car. This is the kingdom life I'm talking about. If, if it's all up to you, and you're going to use your dumb brain to try to figure all this stuff out, and I'm, I'm, I mean, it's dumb. It's slow. I, and I use it, I, I just want you to realize when you're learning to drive a car, it's slow. It's like you're using your dumb brain to try to figure out how to drive rather than just be like, hey, that's cool. I, I can drive. You see what I mean? It's like, hey, it's cool. I'm free. Oh, that's, oh, that's good. I'm not just saying it anymore. I'm not just thinking my way through this anymore. Wow, I'm, I'm free. I am free. Free to do what? Free to fulfill the will of God for your life. No man can take that away from you. No government can take that away from you. This is kingdom living. But some of us get to a point where we're in unconscious success, but we don't quite realize that we're still in an unconscious failure. We think we're a success, but we're really not. So never think more highly of yourself than you should. That's what the Bible says. Be ready for more because God wants to reveal you more and more and more. He wants to take you from glory to glory to glory to glory. Well, in between those glories, guess what? There's a little bit of a dip that you're going to have to go through. There's a little bit more of that, that conscious success stuff you're going to have to figure out. But praise the Lord, the more you practice this thing, the more it will become the way of your life. And you'll be able to reach people, I'm telling you, in ways that are so supernatural because how you are now is supernatural. I'm no longer myself. Praise the Lord. It's the Christ that lives on the inside of me. It would take me more effort to turn around and go back to where I was than it would just be to continue on. I'm preaching a whole lot better than you guys are shouting, I'll tell you. This is, this is it. This is it. This is the way, the truth, the life. Are you called to that? The next question is, will you receive it? How much of your time is spent talking yourself out of walking in the kingdom of God? Well, if it wasn't for this, praise the Lord. If it wasn't for him or her. Well, if it wasn't for, you know, Donald Trump, praise the Lord. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Linda, Linda, Linda. <laughs> You're missing the boat. And when I say the boat, I mean the whole thing. I want all of you to empower yourself with an understanding that you are free in Christ in every area of your life where there is nothing missing and nothing broken. If there's something missing or broken in your life, I just want you to become aware of it, not to stay there any longer, but to press on. <laughs> to move forward for yourself and for every person you'll ever come in contact with. I, myself, Pastor Paul, does not need a top-down approach of someone to tell me who I am, what I am, and what I'm going to do. I am going to do what I am going to do regardless of what anyone else thinks. That's what I'm going to do. And I'm not just going to do it just for the sake of doing it. I'm going to do it as unto the Lord. That's how I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Not doing it to, to, to hold a microphone. I could care less. I told a small group that I met with this last week, I'd rather sit down with five or six people than preach to thousands at a time.
I'd rather sit down with them like Jesus did and sit down just, just 10, 12 at a time. Wow, you know, let's talk about this. Let's openly express our feelings about this. Let's see if we can even talk the same language. That's the beauty of going through here. Most of us have not yet developed the language that fits within the confines of the Word of God. We're using the world's language to try to explain something that God, only God can do, and indeed has already done, already accomplished. It's a finished work. He's not just calling you to become a good person. He's calling you to become everything that he created you to become. The only prayer I really ever pray over myself is, God, may I know you as you know me. But more importantly, may I know myself as you know me. Just let me know myself that way. Because if I don't know myself in accordance with God's will and God's word, how in the world am I ever going to be expressive of what is the most important thing, which is the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ? There is nothing but liberty in that thing. Liberty from anything that would, would separate you from the love and the care and the glory and the presence of God. John 8, 31 through 36. Oh, wait, no, Galatians 5, 1. You're going to love this. It says, so Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free. And don't get tied up again in the slavery of all the other stuff going on outside of the freedom of Christ. Don't get caught up in it. Walk in the freedom that God has given to you. It is freely given. It is everything that you need and more. Some people would say, well, that sounds too good to be true. No, it is true. It is true. John 8, 31 through 36, Jesus said to the people who believed in him, who believed in him, you truly are my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. And it says, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. But we're descendants of Abraham, they said. We have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean? You will be set free? Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is a permanent family member forever. So if the son sets you free, you are truly free. Can you see this? This is going back to the Declaration of Independence. This is where he was penning this thing from. This is where it came from. Didn't come from a good idea. Didn't come just to separate themselves from the British. Didn't come from anything. It came from a new way of living. It says, you know what? The new standard of living is in God himself, and we are going to walk in that liberty all the days of our lives. Or we're not. Or we're not. When you begin to think of all the blessings that Christ has come for, to give you for your life, 
that God has given you everything that pertains to life and to godliness. That's found in the word of God. That God that Christ became poor, that you could become rich in everything. Hallelujah. And I'm not just talking about money, but I am talking about money as well. I'll tell you, money, it takes money to put a parking lot in. It takes money to have a building. It takes money to provide ministry to people. It takes money to do those things. And if the church could really begin to understand how money works, they could figure out, wow, I have money in my hand. God blessed me with this. And praise the Lord, the church needs a new parking lot. Let's just get that thing done. But some of you are afraid to walk in prosperity. Some of you are still talking yourself out of the prosperity, the liberty, the freedom for prosperity to be an operation in your life. It's not easy to accept but I promise you the moment you can grab a hold of what I'm saying and become of what's, what's failing in your life, become aware of that thing, you can start making new choices. And I'm telling you, the life that you have created for yourself right now, and you could say, well, no, others created my life, and I'm here to tell you, no, you created your life. You made the choices in your life. Some of those choices were great. Some of those were horrible and everything in between. And this guy right here has made them all. But what I'm here to tell you is you can renew your mind. If you can create the outcome that you have today by the choices that you're making today, then you can create any other outcome you would ever choose. Any other outcome. And listen, it may be uphill. It may be, you know, trudging through snow, uphill, you know, both ways. Praise the Lord. But you can get there. Gil and Candy, can you get there? They had a miracle in their life. Absolute miracle in their life. You think, oh, I wish I could have a miracle. You can have one. The liberty that I'm talking about is the miracle. It, it's just now learning to walk in that thing. And is it easy? Is it fun? Do you just, I mean, get excited every day? No. But you know what? You can stand in faith. You can stand in a simple idea that says, you know what? I've been liberated from it all by the finished work of Jesus Christ. Nothing missing, nothing broken in my life. No way. Uh-uh. What about this? Well, praise the Lord. God's working on that one too. He's making a way where there seems to be no way. There's no weapon formed against me that can prosper. That's what the Word of God says. Get out of my way. I'm, I'm here to do God's work. What did Jesus say? Everywhere he went, challenged, ridiculed, I mean, treated like an animal, all of those things. And what was his response? I must be about my father's business. When I first started to read the Bible, it would say things, you know, somebody would say something, and then Jesus would say something like, those two things don't even match up. Like, what is he talking about? That's what I'm talking about, developing the language, the language of the Word of God. When something comes your way, you just, boom, boom, here's the answer to that thing. Well, that doesn't seem to have anything to do with what we're talking about. It has everything to do with what we're talking about. It's liberty. It's freedom. It's not about the problem. It's about the, the overcoming in every area of my life. Listen, if you don't overcome here, you're going to have to overcome there. You're going to have to get your mind and your spirit all, all, all put together up there. Maybe you'll get a fresh download. I don't know what it is. But why wait till you get there to get the download? Just get it right here, right now by faith and walk in that thing as if it's real and watch your whole life begin to transform. That's freedom to me. You can lock me in a prison. You can kick me until I'm half dead. I'm still free. I'm telling you by the power of God, I am still free. What can man do to me? 
nothing. The, man can't even kill me. Because my life is eternally in freedom of life. We, we got to break, break free of this stuff. The world is going to go through all kinds of problems, I'm telling you, and it's going to get way worse than this. If you think this is bad, you wait till the end of days. I'm telling you, the Bible paints a picture that I would not want to be here. Praise the Lord, I'm getting raptured if I'm still here. I am, I'm leaving because I'm free to leave because that's what God said I could do. You see? It's like, I ain't going to hang around for that. No, no, no. And if I am here, if I am one of the remnant, and you're one of those remnants that gets left behind to continue with the gospel. Listen, you're still free, honey. I'm telling you, you are free by the power of God, and you're here to set everybody free. You, you can't do this stuff on your own. You're going to have to learn to trust God. You're going to have to see your problems for what they are as catalysts for change and the overcoming in every area of your life. Isaiah 61.1, this is so precious, I'm telling you. This, this has the power to, to free you right now. It says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on you. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on you. Say, it's on me. Because the Lord has anointed you to proclaim the good news to the poor. Poor doesn't just mean you don't have money. Poor means you're poor in your thinking. You're poor in your actions. You're poor in what you're doing. And you can say, well, no, 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 honey. I don't need to be that way anymore. Greater is he in me, and I'm going to overcome in this area. You're going to bring good news to your situation, is what that's saying. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom to anyone that's captive, and to release from darkness for the prisoners. If you're a prisoner here this morning, praise the Lord, I've got the key, and hallelujah, this word can transform you, and you're no longer going to be that way, and you can start to go out and liberate others that are all bound in the same stuff you're bound in. I can't do what you can do, and I, you can't do what I can do, but praise God, together we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Don't allow the world to distract you. Don't allow the world to dis to, to, to separate you and to divide you into all of those kinds of things. No, you just take the few scriptures I've given you here today and you start applying those and saying, no, I walk in the kingdom. Praise the Lord. There is no division in the kingdom. God doesn't respect people. He respects his word. And praise the Lord, I'm going to learn to walk in his word all the days of my life. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. There is nothing that is going to harm me. There is nothing that's going to stop me from being free. Nothing. Look at Paul, the great apostle, in prison. Look at John, boiled, boiled alive and survived. Never lost his freedom. Never lost the anointing of God on his life. Never knew that he, to this day we'd still be talking about the words that he wrote. I can only imagine the pain. I can only imagine all of the mental torment that he had to go through to maintain his freedom. But praise God he did it. And praise God you can do it as well. I'm going to close with this scripture, James 1.25. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in everything that they do. 
You've got to walk in this. You've got to maintain this freedom. You've got to know the anointing of God is there. And you know what? I don't care what I got to go through. Praise the Lord. This life is going to be like a little blip as compared to all the eternity that I'm going to live with Jesus Christ. And man, if I can be free there, I can be free here too. I believe in our founding fathers, and I believe that they were talking about more than just a little bit of freedom. I'm talking about they were thinking all the way, but they also knew that each and every one of us are going to have to walk in that freedom to make it a reality. It doesn't matter that it's written on that piece of paper. It doesn't matter what's written in this Bible if I don't take it out and I don't live it every day of my life. It just doesn't matter. We can do this. We can overcome, but we can't do it in and of ourselves. We've got to realize we need the kingdom of God in operation in our lives, and that is nothing but a walk of faith all the days of our lives. Everybody bow your head this morning. Father, I just thank you and praise you for every person in this place. I thank you for the anointing of God that just is getting resurrected in people's lives. The liberty that comes with that, the power that comes with that, that Jesus, you did that so that we could receive that same power that raised Christ from the dead lives on the inside of us. And I just thank you, Father God, that that power, that power that only you can give begins to manifest in our lives as we become aware of the things that are missing and broken in our lives, as we start to operate in faith to overcome those areas and as those areas of our lives just become a natural flow in all of our lives, Father God, I thank you that he whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Some of you need to get your hearts right with God. You need to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And this is your opportunity to do that. Everybody repeat this prayer with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I ask you to forgive me of all the bad things I've ever done. Thank you for making me the righteousness of God in Christ. Jesus, I make you the Lord and the Savior of my life. Holy Spirit, come live inside of me. Thank you for the freedom that you have given to me through the finished work of Jesus Christ. Amen. Many of you in, in this room have been touched by God this morning. You've been liberated in ways you never thought were possible. But I'm telling you, no matter how great this seems, the liberty yet to be seen is far greater than what we're experiencing in this moment. Continue to pursue Christ with everything that you have, knowing that you are doing it for God and that know, knowing that God can do only what he can do in his kingdom. I'm going to go ahead and have, have a video come up. We're also going to receive our tithes and offerings. God bless you all. And know that he whom the sun sets free is free indeed.